This is the Hawthorne D73 Drive Podcast. Design. Rigor. Innovate. Victory. Everyone. What's driving you? Hello, everybody. I am your host, John Reed, and I am here for the last of our scary topics in the month of October. Uh, Things that scare us, but probably shouldn't. Today's episode, we are on the E in Drive. Uh, We are diving into an episode that aligns with the everyone part of this, where we focus on fostering equitable and inclusive practices. Our topic is building social capital with digital tools. Um, But before we kind of move on to that, we're going to need to understand what social capital means in this context. We talked about this previously, I think maybe um, last year in our first season, we talked about social capital and why that's important to students. Basically what it is, social capital refers to those networks and relationships that individuals have. Um, Whether that might be family, whether that might be uh, other people that you know in the community. Think about in your own life as an adult, who do you connect with? Where, what social capital do you have so that if you have a problem or if you need resources, where do you go? You know, what people do you go to? Sometimes people call that their tribe. Um, you know, within the schools, we have our PLC groups. We have groups that we go to. We have people that we go to um, that we can use as social capital to be able to complete a task or for self-improvement or for the improvement of the group, whatever it might be. But basically, it is those kind of relationships that you have that help provide support, information, or other kinds of value. Uh, In education, it definitely plays a significant role in students' academic and personal development. Um, You know, a lot of the research that's been done really shows that there's the value of social capital for students to help kind of facilitate better academic outcomes for them, emotional well-being, all of those things that we want for our students. So why is this important? Um, Particularly for students in K through 8, which, you know, our district, we're pre-K through 8. Well, strong social capital can help improve student engagement, um, really fosters a sense of belonging, uh, potentially even reduce instances of bullying and other kinds of issues. you know, and, and that's something that, especially in an era where technology is so prevalent too, that is something when we use technology to help build social capital, that really prepares our students to be effective digital citizens in the world as well. Um, I have a couple of things in here. I pulled this from an article I was reading written by Nathan Boyd. He was the director of the African American Student and Parent Services for South Bend Community School Corporation. He had five things that schools and teachers can do, and, and parents as well, if you're a parent and you're listening to this, um, you know, things that you can do to try to help your students build some of that social capital. So one of the ones is cultivating trust. You know, Building trust really helps students feel comfortable when reaching out for support. Um, you know, share some of your own struggles that you have um, you know, through your professional life, personal life, whatever you're willing to share, um, you know, be be fair in your actions. Build that sense of trust between you and your students or you and your child. Um, show them trust by giving them some freedom in their learning. Give them some choices. Uh, they're more likely, not necessarily always, but more likely to use that time wisely when you know that you trust them and you've built that relationship with them. Another one is capitalize on unstructured relationship building moments. 
don't just rely on school activities to bond with students. Um, some of the relaxed moments like lunchtime, before and after school, can be a goldmine for relationship building and trust building. So make a habit of mingling with your students, uh, being in the hallway, say hi in the morning, wander the halls when it's in between classes, um, you know, go to the cafeteria for lunch, um, you know, get other people in on it, you know, casual chats in the hallway. And a lot of these things can really go a long way for our students. Extracurricular activities are always a great way to help build friendships and relationships, networks. Um, they give everybody kind of a common goal, regular times to connect. Uh, this could be sports, this could be clubs, whatever it might be. Um, but keep in mind as well, some kids don't know how to take that first step to join something. So, um, you know, make sure that these are things that are regularly announced. Um, keep kids in the loop so that they have opportunities to get involved. Encourage them to support one another in person. Nothing really boosts a kid's spirits like having someone show up to cheer them on. Like whatever it is, whatever their event is, whatever their sport is, their club, um, you know, whether it's something they're doing in class, even if it's not necessarily school related it's well, uh, as well. Um, you know, it's just that, that kind of personal touch uh, really helps to build those relationships. Show students that social media can be a positive resource to connect people. Like this is kind of a big one, and this is where I'm kind of bringing in the idea of um, the tech side of things, is that we sometimes are afraid. This is the scary part of our October episode. Sometimes we're afraid of using social media, especially with students, especially with younger children. But I really, I, I kind of want to share the thought that the social part of social media is really where this shines. If we find ways, if we have ways to safely do this with students, and if you're a parent or you're a teacher, um, if you're doing something like this, obviously we have to monitor, we have to oversee these things, and depending on what the social media is, um, you know, the age level of the students makes a big difference too. But some things to kind of keep in mind is some of the great things about social media, and I, I don't want to mention specific platforms necessarily. I mean, there are all kinds of message boards. There are social media like Facebook and Twitter and um, whatever they're called now because they keep changing names and, and whatnot. But um, some of these tools, any digital tools where students can be social, either with each other in school, whether they're working together on something. Um, I know sometimes Flipgrid has been a great one to use in classrooms where students can post videos and respond to each other's videos. Um, anytime that you might have a way to connect students with somebody from the outside world, social media can do that. But if you're doing it as part of a class project, think of ways that you can do that to connect them with professionals, uh, connect them to individuals within the community that can help them understand something that they're passionate about and give them resources so that they could reach out whenever they have questions. That's one of the things too, the idea of social capital is to help students understand that they should be crowdsourcing uh, their problems. They should be crowdsourcing when they need information. It's fine to talk with a friend. I mean, think about it for us as teachers. If I'm struggling with something, um, sure, I can go Google it, but sometimes even better than Googling is stepping across the hall or going to the next classroom over and sharing with a colleague who teaches the same thing I do, has been doing this the same amount of time I've been doing it or longer, 
that's great social capital. We do that all the time. Every time we have opportunities to talk to each other as teachers, that is our that is amazing social capital. So things like that, if we can do that for students within the four walls of our schools, um, if we can do it through social media, um, you know, that is how we, we build these online communities, we share information, participating in discussions, debates, crowdsourcing ideas and resources to help support something that students are working on. Um, I mean, that is all about promoting cooperation and trust and innovation and really getting students connected to the larger community. If you can do that in a safe way in our schools, that's really going to make a difference for students for whom these resources may not be readily available. They may not know how to access them. These are students that may be afraid to ask questions. They don't know who to reach out to. They don't know the best way to ask this question. And that's what social capital does, is it helps students to feel more comfortable and we're giving them the tools to connect with the resources they need. And a lot of those resources tend to be done through interpersonal relationships. That is why this is super important. Um, that is why there are so many tools that are available that can make this happen. Um, I always enjoyed, you know, connecting students with, you know, bringing in an author through, it was even before Zoom, we did Skype, uh, and we had a, an author Skype in um, one time. And that was great because the students were able to connect with that author, and I, and I believe some of the students even reached out on that author's website and continued conversations even outside of the school setting. Um, which is amazing, and, and that's the kind of the whole idea behind this social capital and kind of the benefits that that can build up for them. All right, everybody, thank you so much. It's been so much fun to do this kind of scary October theme for you, um, but we are back to normal, uh, whatever normal means. We're back to normal next time. We're back to the D in Drive for Design, so we will see you back here next time. As always, thank you for listening. We'll see you back here next week, and I uh, hope everybody has a wonderful rest of the month of October. This is the Hawthorne D73 Drive Podcast. Design. Rigor. Innovate. Victory. Everyone. What's driving you?